This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back along to the Betting Weekly EPL show right here on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, as always. It's the final round of Premier League fixtures. I kind of can't wait for the end of the season, but at the same time, I know within two weeks, I'm going to be bored out of my head. Um, (laughs) How are you guys feeling? Uh, First up, Jack Wright, welcome back to the show. Last weekend, uh, what are your thoughts going into it? Yeah, well, it's been a long, long season. It's felt it, hasn't it? Obviously, with the World Cup break in the middle, but a fantastic one. I've really enjoyed it. Obviously, really enjoyed being on on this show as well. The first season here. Hopefully, there will be another one, but um, we'll wait and see on that one. See how this how today goes. But uh, no, no gridding. But uh, yeah, no, fantastic. Look, I was excited the last game of the season as well all the games kick off at once so we're just hoping that we get a little bit of jeopardy during the course of the afternoon so that there's a few people like checking our phones for schools elsewhere and uh, we've got the the potential of that with the sides going down and also that little battle for the European places as well so always an exciting time of the year. Indeed it is. Uh, also joining us the main man Mr Nigel Seeley. How are you feeling about the end of the season being upon us? I'm a bit like you, really. I'm looking forward to it to be ending because it's been a very, very long year. Um, looking forward to, I would say, looking forward to a break, but there's so much tennis coming up, uh, so it's no real break, really, for me. But, uh, yeah, it's always, I always like this fixture card. I always look forward to it. And, obviously, it always has an extra sort of better if the weather's nice. And the weather's really going to be very nice over the weekend here in the UK. So, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss uh, Jack. Jack's outdone me today again on the fashion stakes. I mean, it looks like he's just come from... Uh, uh, the cocktail bar serving up the the margaritas and hopefully we'll be serving up the margaritas at the weekend uh, with some winning picks but uh no I've, I've enjoyed this our first full season obviously here on the on the bet rivers network doing this stuff because we win so um it's been a mixed bag across all the shows uh, we're making money on all the different shows as well we're about dead level on the season going into this one but we've had some very good highs and very big lows me on a hammock uh predicting Manchester United <laughs> will win a, a low a low scoring match from the beach in Dubai Probably one of my, uh, my one of my worst picks ever, which is the highest rated video we've had on there as well, which is ironic. But uh, anyway, yes, looking forward to this weekend. There's a few trends you want to do on final days of the season, which we'll come on to as well. Um, you know, favourites are, are very very low in price. Do you go with the public or do you go against the run of the tide? And obviously, as as Jack says, I think in running play on the final day of the season is one of the most crucial things you will see ever. Um, you know, if goals go in in elsewhere, especially in that relegation battle. Uh, it's where I sort of make money. So, for example, just for argument's sake, before we go into the pick, say, for example, Everton who need to win. If Everton are 2 or 3 nil up, uh, which I hope they aren't because we're going to come on some of my picks a bit later. But if Everton do race into a, a lead, then obviously the intensity levels in Leeds games and obviously Leicester games change massively and then the value comes on the, their opponents in that matches. So, final game of the season, so much at stake, so much going on at other grounds. Um, brilliant in-play day. 
Uh, the Bet Rivers net, uh, Bet Rivers website will be full of in-play prices as well. So check out the in-play prices. So I think pre-match we give you the picks here, but obviously things change in matches that really, really don't resonate in what's going what we said before the match. So use your brain, uh, use the app, uh, gamble responsibly, and you'll be okay. Indeed. Make sure you're keeping across uh, all the in-play odds on the Bet Rivers website because, as the guys have pointed out, all 20 Premier League clubs are in action at the same time. 4.30pm UK time kickoff, uh, so you can uh, set your alarms with whatever time zone it is that you're in. Um, and uh, That's 11.30am Eastern time for, for Americans, so it's 11.30 Eastern time for them. There you go. Make sure you set your alarms. I'm really bad at the time, so I didn't even try and work it out on the spot. I'd have only have made a mistake. Uh, let's get into this week's picks then. Uh, let's start with Jack. Uh, you mentioned uh, just in passing there the race for uh, European football. Uh, still not settled who's going to take the Europa Conference League spot. Aston Villa are one of the clubs involved in that race and they take on Brighton and Hove Albion this weekend. Uh, what have you got for us from this game? Yeah, I'm going with one of my favourite bets from the the season. Uh, this is a bit like X Factor, where you come back and sing your favourite song. People will be glad to know I'm not going to sing. I'm what is your karaoke one. song, Jack? What is your karaoke song? Um, Gold, Spandau Ballet. Oh. Yeah, I always believe in your soul. I'd so, have put that one with you, to be fair. Yeah. That, that I've, heard Harry C- I've heard Harry Seaman sing a uh, karaoke song. Yeah. I've heard what did you sing? Seen. What did you sing on that karaoke you sang I, I song? I can't remember. I've done a few, I think. Uh, yeah. Definitely did a bit of share. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Share. If share. I could turn back time, I'd do a lot on this show. I'd say that. I'd say that. I'd say that. Very ironic. Yeah. So, a bit of gold. You dress for it. Anyway, sorry. Yes. I, I just wanted it'll, to. It all makes sense now, doesn't it? I wanted to imagine your uh, your karaoke song. I'll have to get that one out. Yeah, you might see party. it at the, at the Because We Win poll winners party coming up but soon. There's only me and you going, so I'm sure. Well, that's fine. We'll, we'll win the awards. <laughs> be good. Be good. Nice one. Look forward to it. Um, right. So, yeah, for this bet, it's a, it is a return for one of my favourite ones. It's been the most profitable kind of blind bet throughout the course of the season. I was pleased to see it available at Plus Money this week. It's uh, offsides for Aston Villa's opponents, basically. So, Brighton, in this case, over two and a half Brighton offsides at plus 108. Uh, as far as the game's concerned, as far as Villa are concerned, they've been sensational since Emery's joined the club. Uh, he's done a fantastic job there. You rightly say they're, they're in pole position at the minute. They're in seventh place. So a win here will guarantee them European football for the first time in over a decade at, at Villa Park. So you know the atmosphere is going to be great for this one. They're at the right venue for them as well. They won their last six on the spin at home. So I'd actually expect them. I was tempted to put Villa up as a bet here as a win because they're, they're, they're plus money for that against the Brighton side that uh, they've overachieved. Job done. They've claimed their place in the Europa League this week. They also had a midweek game against Manchester City in their legs as well. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Villa win here at, at plus money. But the bet is for the offsides. We know how Brighton will play. There will be that front foot side. They will play attack and they've got nothing to play for as they haven't achieved their goals already this season. Um, and it just points towards the fact that we know how Villa are going to go about it. They play a very high line under Emery, hence why they've um, attracted so many offsides from opponents over the course of the season. Breaking down the stats on it, 26 league and cup ties under Emery. Average, their opponents getting caught offside 4.19 times. That raises to 4.77 when playing at Villa Park, their home ground. The last game was the record of the season so far. They managed to catch Spurs offside nine times, believe it or not. But it's not a, a one-off there either. They caught Leicester offside eight times, Forest offside seven times. 
Fulham, Palace, Leeds and the mighty Stevenage in the FA Cup offside five times as well. So they've cleared this line very consistently, regardless of the sides having loads of the ball or not. It's just how they go and press high with a high line and look to, say, retrieve possession. Um, three or more offsides from their opponents in 11 of the 13 games at Villa Park under Emery and three in the reverse at Brighton in November. So over two and a half goals, plus money, plus one away. Get on early because I think that will be um, long gone come kickoff. Nice one. Uh, good stuff. Nigel, you've also got a pick in this game as well. Uh, what have you got for us here? I'm just going to go for Aston Villa to win. Uh, they've, they've put them down at even money. They're a little bit bigger now. They're plus 104 with Bet Rivers. I think that's a very, very good price. Uh, we all know what Enroy Emery's done since he's gone there. Turned them around, put them from relegation candidates to European. One win here, they're in the, Euro- in the European Conference League, which obviously is important. You see what West Ham have done in that, got to the final, and the, the one win away from making the, the Europa League for next season. So it's a very, very important thing for Aston Villa to get European football at the club. They're a club with ambition. They're a club that uh, are on the up, and they've got a, man, a very, very successful manager after years of trying to find the right man. They found the right man. Uh, Jack said it there, six matches, the last six matches at home, they've won the lot. So Villa Park has become a fortress. Uh, Brighton, already like Villa, have uh, qualified for Europe. They're in the Europa League. And um, we saw the scenes in the Brighton changing room after they got that Europa League uh, qualification in the match against uh, uh, was it Southampton, wasn't it? You saw how happy they were, jubilant. I think the celebrations would have gone on a little bit longer than expected on the South Coast there. And uh, you saw it in their performance against Manchester City. Uh, both sides really just played, went through the motions in a 1-1 draw that meant absolutely nothing to either team. And I think Brighton will drop their levels here, uh, come down last out of season, celebrate a, a fantastic, what well, has been a fantastic season. And I think everything is uh, hinging on Villa's win here. And everything. And there's only one side that I think will, will really, really be taking the game seriously. Brighton in recent weeks have been very inconsistent. Two heavy defeats on the road uh, against Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. Uh, a very, very big defeat, didn't they, at home to Everton. Uh, but then that's been sandwiched in with a, a, a massive win at Arsenal, which really done Arsenal for the title race. And then a win at Wolves, a win at home to Wolves 6-0. So they have been uh, they have been very, very inconsistent. I would say here um, that I just think Villa here have the edge in terms of their home form and in terms of their need to win. And I think you're, it's a great time to play Brighton. I honestly believe that Brighton will be celebrating um, you, you know, like I say, anyone who's seen those, those tweets and those stuff on their social media, it's all about European football. They've done what they set out to do this season and uh, they'll recruit and they'll they'll get better and stronger in the summer. Uh, but for this season, their work is done. And for Aston Villa, they've got one more win to get for them to, to, to achieve their goals. And I think at plus 104, Villa really get the job done here. I think it was so important that Brighton did get over the line as well, because now they've got the finances coming in to be able to maybe hold off when certain other clubs come in circling for some of their players. Um, so that's a that's a big, big deal. Um, let's come back to Jack. Everton taking on Bournemouth. This is one of the games uh, right down at the bottom of the table where there's still plenty to play for. What have you gone for in this one? I, I think for me, you know, you, you'd think Everton at home should be okay given what's at stake, but they've got a really dreadful record against Bournemouth actually of late. They have. And this is a prime, Nigel touched it on at the start of the show, saying about sides that are favourites and hot favourites. And this is a hot favourite that has no right to be a hot favourite. Minus 215 uh, Everton at time of recording is a ridiculous price. Um, 
yes, you're right. You've said it there. Um, their recent um, results against Bournemouth have been terrible. Bournemouth won the last four across all venues, across all competitions. But even Everton generally, people will go, well, you know, they don't know. I think they're only in a position they're in at the moment because of the lack of performances from the sides underneath them more than their own performances. The one win I think is kind of overreacted for people was that win against Brighton. They've only won once in the last 10. They've uh, won none of their last four at home. Um, and uh, they lost the last three at Goodison Park as well, which is their kind of fortress or has been their fortress is the thing that's kind of been getting them over the line. And they've conceded 10 goals in those uh, three games as well. Those four games against um, Bournemouth, 13 goals conceded, which would obviously mean that there's been plenty of shots. And that's the angle I'm taking in here. Um, as soon as I see the Everton price, did I want to take Bournemouth on? Possibly. But it also made me look at the other, um, you know, when, when one side of the market is, is for me, completely wrong, it means that I can exploit the the Bournemouth side, the, this particular market. And I've gone with over eight and a half shots here for Bournemouth at minus one, one, four. Uh, as I say, they, they've had at least nine shots in nine of the last 10 meetings with Everton. Um, it's been been crazy. And I said, the need to win for Everton here doesn't necessarily mean the ability to do so. So we'll see how it pans out. But I think for, for Bournemouth, I think they've just got, you know, Gary O'Neill's done a fantastic job there. There was talk about him as far as the manager of the year, possibly not quite deserving of that, but certainly to be in that kind of conversation, given what he picked up at Bournemouth and what he's d- delivered since then. April was phenomenal, four and five wins in seven. Um, and uh, I think I know Nigel's going to come on to that side of it, so I'll leave him to talk more about that, and I'll go on to the shots. As I said, nine or more shots for Bournemouth in their last seven head-to-head meetings with with Everton. Um, nine of the last ten as well. With The one they missed out on, they actually uh, had eight shots. They only missed out on this particular line by one. The average across those ten games is 14.3, and that replicates pretty much what Everton concede throughout the course of this season so far. They've conceded the second-highest amount of shots in the entire Premier League across the season, averaging 15.4 shots against them. Only Bournemouth have actually conceded more than that. People might be saying, well, about under Sean Dyche, has that changed? Has he tightened them up? You might think that as a, as a kind of gut reaction, but it's not really been the case. It's dropped slightly, but less than one shot per game uh, less on that average. So it's 14.65 shots per game under Sean Dyche that they've conceded. And crucially for this bet, they've, allowed nine or more shots in 15 of the 17 games that he's been in charge. And again, the two that missed that both had eight. So very, very close to this line. So certainly the stats would suggest that Bournemouth have got a fantastic opportunity here. I think they'll go for it because I think they'll want to end the season on a high. Gary O'Neill will want that because they don't want to have talk of what's going to happen next season. Are they going to get you know relegated again? Are they going to bring a new manager in? And I think whatever the game state here, I think it lends itself to the fact that Bournemouth will be having shots uh, throughout the game. Great stuff. Uh, Nigel, you've also uh, dabbled in this one. Um, talk to us a, a little bit about your pick. I've just gone totally against the the norm and the price is just completely wrong. It's I'm opposing Everton. Very similar to what Jack said there. When he saw the price, he looked for another angle. Um, I, I looked at the price and went for another angle and I went for the Asian handicap here. Obviously, all the the markets are derived from the money line price so that the Asian handicaps derived from that, the shots on target more or less derived from the money, the money line and the money line is wrong here. Um, I probably couldn't bet Bournemouth at plus five fifty, but uh, you know, the draw is, is potential. And I think if I was a bookmaker, I'd be absolutely delighted to take your money 
and minus 215 Everton. We all know they have to win, but they've had to win in the last few weeks as well, and they haven't done anything. You know, you, I don't think you can just suddenly become a, a, a team that because you need to win, you know, you're going to put in a performance. We got that performance against Brighton, which was when they were the wrong price, but at, you know, at home they've been pretty dreadful. Lost three one to Fulham when they needed to win, four one to Newcastle, three nil to Man City in their last three home matches. We just said there about the record against Bournemouth. Bournemouth have got an exceptional record, thirteen goals in those four matches. They won this fixture three one last season. They've beaten twice already this season. I think the whole bet hinges on the attitude. Well, it does. The whole bet hinges on the attitude of the Bournemouth side. So you're second guessing whether they're, they're going to go at it for all guns blazing. But Everton have got injury concerns. Their, their problem this season has all been about scoring goals. Calvert Lewin come back and you thought, oh, they've got a chance that he's injured. He might not play in this match. So they've got big problems. They've got massive, massive problems. They can't keep out the goals out and, and they can't score them either. So just because they need to win doesn't necessarily mean that's going to that, that, that they will win. The game last week against Wolves was a one-one draw. Well, they battered Wolves for the first twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes. Shots on target, shot, creating chances, couldn't score, couldn't score at all. Wolves hit them on the counter-attack, one-nil, and then they found themselves very lucky to score in the ninety-eighth minute. But um, just because it, there's this belief that these prices are, you know, team needs to win, will win. Well, if that was the case, then there'd be no bookies, and we'd all be living on the on, in the in the Seychelles. So that's not not, not necessarily to say here. So I'm going to go for Bournemouth plus one and a half. And you know, if you look at uh, Everton this season, 18 matches at home, that bet would have won on 17 of them. Only one match at home this season where Everton have won by more than one and a half goals, and that was against Crystal Palace when Crystal Palace were having a, a terrible run of it. They won 2 0. So, 17 matches out of all their home games this season, that match, that, that bet would have, would, have, would have collected. And just because it's the last day of the season, they're saying, right, they're going to win. The other thing you've got to remember about this bet as well is Everton just have to win. It doesn't matter if it's 3 0, doesn't matter if it's 4 0, doesn't matter if it's 6 0, doesn't matter if it's 2 0. A win keeps them in the Premier League. So if they're 1-0 up, they might settle for that 1-0 and sit back and relax and try to not, you know, not, not concede. That might be in the philosophy. Okay, we've got 10 minutes to go. We're 1-0 up. Let's keep this 1-0 win in the Premier League. Why would they want to go and push for a second, third, fourth? It's, just, it's ludicrous. So the market the market is completely and utterly wrong. It doesn't take into account. If, if, there was, if it's come down to goal difference and Everton had to win by two or three... I might be slightly worried about playing the bet, but one nil is good enough, and one nil we cash. So here, I think plus one and a half Bournemouth is ridiculously wrong. It's minus one fifty. This is the highest price at home Everton have been in a Premier League match for four seasons, and this is probably the worst or any any game home or away. And this is the worst Everton side we've seen in that period of time. Doesn't make any sense. You know, it, you 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 have got the downside that Bournemouth could come here and play instead of football boots in in, in their beach sandals. That's mm-hmm. that's the concern. But from all mathematics, all logistics, everything about it, Bournemouth plus one and a half goals here, with the head to head, with the fact that uh, you know there's it, it, everything about it is, is a bet. So Bournemouth plus one and a half at minus one fifty. The flip side of that, or the extension of that as well, is it could even go to the fact that if both Leeds and Leicester are being beat 2 or 3 nil, Evan don't even need any kind of result. So if the fans get wind of that and it starts going around Goodison Park, that effectively at nil nil or even a goal down with 20 minutes to go, the other games are dead and buried, 
the fans are going to be going crazy and you can see the game just petering out. So there's no, actually, possibly, there might not even be any need for Everton to even win or even draw this game. So it's yep. a definite, yeah, definite the right side. Yeah, definitely. Looking at that price, you can you can see why uh, why Nigel's uh, jumped at that. Completely agree. Um, Jack, let's come back to you, mate. Um, you've got a very interesting parlay going into the final uh, weekend. Talk to us a little bit about this one. Yeah, my banker better the season, this one. Only 20 to 1, so plus 2,045 on this. Um, and look, I want to end of the season with a big bet. Um, I don't like calling these fun bets because they're only fun when they win, let's be honest with you. But um, this is a bit of a tip-off as well to the uh, League Earn show. Steve, Rob and James have done fantastically well over the course of the season, are well clear of us um, at, at this stage. And the only way to catch them really is going to be with a Hail Mary. So here comes the Hail Mary. Um, it's based on on a lot of facts and also the fact that this can be watered down as well. So I've gone for a three goal scorer parlay, um, which you can either pick out singles for those that you particularly like the sound of, um, or you can go because there's like over 400 markets with Bet Rivers. You can you can find a different um, variant on this uh, shorter odds. So basically we can go with just shots or shots on target which come in at around about plus 588 or plus 393. So plenty of options. So we'll get into it because there's three selections. And Brian and Buemo is the first one to score for Brentford against Manchester City. And Brentford, another side, have had a fantastic season. They've got an outside chance of European qualification, sitting in ninth at the minute, just two points behind Villa. So we'll need a slip up from Villa and Spurs. Um, but, of course, they're up against Manchester City, who yeah, we know have job done this season as far as the league is concerned and they've got the FA Cup and the Champions League final to look forward to. So I very nearly put um, Brentford up as a win in this this uh, week, but the price has kind of got um, sort of higher and higher as the, as the um, sort of days have gone past. So I've, I've gone with Embuemo to score in this one. Um, no Ivan Tony, of course, who scored both goals in that win at the Etihad. Um, insert your own bet joke there. But um, with him out of the side in the last couple of weeks, Embuemo has actually come to the fore. He's really thrived in his absence. We wondered if uh, Brentford would stutter and fall without Tony, but it's been the opposite. They won both those games in, and, and very well indeed. Um, and Buemo scored three goals across those two games, two in the game against Spurs last week, and he scored in three of his last five appearances as well. And there's nearly four, having had a goal disallowed by VAR very narrowly against Liverpool. So, Nine goals for the season. These bets are also basically on on players that have got a bit of personal drive on the last game of the season. He definitely would want to get double figures. That would be his best return in any top flight action uh, in his career. He's hit doubles a couple of times. His first season at Brentford, he scored 16 goals, but that was in the championship. And in 2019, he got 10 for Trois, but that was in Ligue 2 in France. So uh, this would be his best return in the top flight. So I think he'll be up for this one, as will Brentford. And I'm not sure Man City will be too keen on a on a, a toe-to-toe slug out against Brentford with their other games in mind. Next selection is Ezer for Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson's done an amazing job uh, again there at, at Palace, guiding them to safety since taking over from Vieira. And he's also got the best out of Ezer since he's returned as well. Um, only two defeats in nine. They scored 17 goals in those nine games as well, which is the highlight for that and this bet. Five wins across those games and three in the four home games. Ezer seems to like him. He's gone on record as saying how much he, he likes his communication and his style. And um, he certainly really got Ezer performing well over the last few weeks. 
resulted in an England call-up form, which is brilliant to see, um, given what we've um, we've seen um, with his injury problems. And the key thing is he's appeared for 90 minutes across all those games as well, which is sensational given, say, those injury problems. 10 goals for the season. It's best since he's scored 14 for QPR in his last season there. Um, and he's uh, the top goal scorer at Palace, so really taken over from um, Zaha. Forest that they're up against, seven um, points from their 18 away league games. 43 goals is the worst concession rate. Two or more in the last eight and lost seven of the last eight away from home as well. Final selection, you can wipe your smile off the face here, Harry, as I talk about Harry Kane, which could be his last appearance for Tottenham. Um Maybe they're up against the Leeds side that needs to go for a win, which should see this being an open game. It's the norm here. Um, Leeds have only got five clean sheets in 37 this season, none in the last 13. Only Man City, though, has scored more goals or in more games than Spurs this season, 33 or 37. Kane's got 28, been overshadowed by Haaland, of course, but 28 is a phenomenal record, especially in what has been a mess of a season for Spurs. And he's bounced back from that missed penalty in the World Cup, which we kind of sort of forgot about because he's come back and just been the Harry Kane that we've known and loved over the last few seasons. So uh, he scored in 11 of his last 13 appearances for club and country, scored in each of his last four and in the reverse. He scored 10 headed goals this season, which is a Premier League record. He's, he's contributed 24 points to Spurs this season directly, which if they didn't have would be put them down with Everton. Um, and he's the first player ever to score 25 in 25 separate games in a Premier League season and contributed 42% of Spurs' goals. So taking him to score here, put them all together, the parlay plays plus 20-45. So plus 2,045, anytime goal scorers. Nice one. That will be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Um, Nigel, over to you, mate, for the last game that we're going to cover. Well, if uh... we can end the season with this cashing, then this would be the edited clip that uh, will be one of the one of the make the show real. Um, I'll give you some stats. I'm just I'm just going to give you some stats on the um, on the final day of the season. So I went through the last 13 years. Why 13? I got bored after 13. That's why I I was going to do 10, and I've done 13 and four. That's enough. the highest ever goals on the final day of the season in that 13-year period was last year. 39 goals scored in the, on the final day of the season. The lowest uh, ever scored in the final day of the season was 28. So 28 in, the, in that 13-year period in 2013, 2014. So the goals definitely, definitely go up. There's a huge uh, important factor with the weather, when the weather's sunny and shining. And also when there's a lot of games with nothing to play for, the goals tend to go up as well. When there's high-profile games with something to play for, Obviously, there's more expectation and more nerves and the goals go down. So this is probably like an average kind of season. Obviously, the bottom of the table is much more exciting than things at the top of the table. So in the last 10 years, 335 goals scored in 10 matches, which is an average of 3.35 goals. In that 10-year period, 63 of the 100 score cashed on over two and a half, which is a minus 163. So your average game on the final day of the season over 100 games period is minus 163. Most of the matches this week are around about that kind of market. But what you tend to find is they don't just necessarily stop at two and a half goals, three goals. You know, usually in a, a Premier League, they go mad. There'd be a 4 1, there'd be a 7 1, there'd be 6 1s, there'd be 3 3s, there'd be 4 2s. So the over three and a half line uh, is 42 of the 100 matches have cashed over three and a half. And if you go back for the 13 seasons, it's 56 out of 130, which is about a 43% chance probability that over three and a half goals cashes. So what I what I learned from that is just basically the values on the three and a half rather than the two and a half. The two and a half line has been moved in accordance with what we see. It's more of a public play to play the two and a half. 
But I think if you play three and a half goals blind this week, uh, any anything, if you can get better than plus 142, statistically, you're on to a winner. Obviously, you've got to look for matches where you've got nothing to play for. The other thing I found out as well, in the 100 matches on the last day of the season, there's been two nil-nils. So it's a 50 to one shot. That game is nil-nil. So that, that shows you that the nil-nils detector has gone back to Taiwan for it to get to get his to get his, to get his repair. Uh in 130 matches uh in the in 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 the um over three seasons, only three nil-nils. So nil-nils doesn't happen on the final day of the season. So what you gotta do is you've got to find a game that's got nothing to play for, two attacking sides, look for an angles and look for anything around bigger than plus one forty-two. And the and the match that's uh, has caught my attention is not in the forest against Crystal Palace. Um, over three and a half goals here is plus 155, which is bigger than the average, plus 142. When you look at the way the two teams have played and you look that they've got nothing to play for, playing with the shackles, that definitely represents value. Uh, since Hodgson took over at uh, back again in his second spell at Crystal Palace, nine matches, five wins, two draws, two defeats, 17 goals scored, 11 conceded. That was a side that didn't have a shot on target for like five games before he took over. Uh, they're averaging just over three goals per game. Last week, they drew 2-2 with uh, Fulham in a game that was end-to-end, could have been anything. Uh, they had a 4-3 recent win at home to West Ham, which again was a, a crazy end-of-season match. Uh, Forest have secured uh, Premier League survival with that 1-0 win against Arsenal. But prior to that, four of their last five matches cashed on over three and a half goals. 2-2 with Chelsea. Fourth, they were involved in a 4-3 with Southampton. They were a very attack-minded side, got the striker in form. They've got pace all across the side. And this just has a feel to an end of the season. Come on, let's have a right good go at each other and have a right laugh. Uh, fifth, Forest um, have conceded in 15 of their last 16 matches. And with the way that Palace, with Eze in particular, scoring, it just looks like a game that really does produce goals. For every angle I do on the five-day season, I look for games with nothing to play for and go on the overs. This is These, these two sides have nothing to play for. Plus 155 is, is statistically better than the average plus 142. And it probably one of the games that I think is probably the most likely to feature the most goals. So I think plus 155 over three and a half goals here is a cracking match. And I think if we're going to go out of a bang, you know, two sides playing the 4-3, let's just go out of a real big bang. And I'm going to have a quarter of a unit on this match to end 3-3 at 40-1. to If you're going to get a 3-3, you're going to get it at the last day of the season. These two sides, like I say, have got absolutely nothing to play for. The other thing I think is a Brilliant bet here uh, is under two and a half cards at plus one twenty. I can't see this. I can't see a dangerous tackle going on this game. I really can't. Two sides would be delighted that they're in the Premier League given their recent form towards the end of the season. Last day of the season, let's have a. There'll be more goals in this match than cards. That's that's a certainty. If, if, if Met Rivers did a cards v goals match bet, you want to be betting the plus money, the goals rather than the cards. So I, I, like, I like many things here. Um, but I think over three and a half goals, and I think over three and a half goals in all the matches, I think Fulham, Manchester United could be an over three and a half goals. Leeds, Tottenham could be absolutely anything. Arsenal, I think at minus $3 are worth taking on against Wolves. I think $3 is very much to pay. Wolves go there with nothing. You know, Arsenal will be a party atmosphere for Arsenal. They celebrate a great season, but really minus $3, I wouldn't touch that. Uh, Southampton, Liverpool could be anything. Chelsea, Newcastle couldn't touch that one. Uh, Leicester, West Ham, again, you're going to be watching you, you, everything's going on elsewhere, but that produces goals. So I think if you look through, you work on that basis, that the, the price on the final day of the season for three and a half is plus 142. If you play things that were a little bit bigger than plus 142 in some of these matches, 
then I think you'll have a decent bet on across all of them because 39, the, the average goals is 3.35 on the final day of the, of the Premier League season over a 10-year period. So that's it. So hopefully we can cash a monster ticket with 3-3 in Nottingham Forest or Crystal Palace against Nottingham Forest. It's the dream. Let's go out with a bang. Fingers crossed. Um, thank you, guys. Let me just uh, recap then on your official plays. Uh, so Jack's gone for uh, over two and a half offsides for Brighton uh, in their game uh, with uh, Aston Villa at Villa Park. That's at plus 108. In Everton, Bournemouth, uh, Jack's gone for over eight and a half shots for Bournemouth at minus 114. In the same game, Nigel's gone for Bournemouth plus one and a half on the Asian handicap against Everton. And that is at minus 150. Uh, Jack's got a really interesting parlay. And Buemo, Eze and Kane all to score any time. That's at plus uh, 2,045. And then uh, Nigel's got officially over three and a half goals on Crystal Palace Forest at plus 155, as well as a quarter of a unit on a 3-3 draw, which is at plus 4,000. Um, he's also uh, got Aston Villa to beat Brighton at plus 102. Uh, so those are the guys' official plays going into the final weekend of Premier League action. A big thank you uh, to these guys for their efforts throughout the season. Big thank you to all of you guys for tuning in, staying with us, um, listening into the podcast. Make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a comment if you're watching on the YouTube channel as well. Um, those are kind of my thank yous, Nigel. Um being the main man, anything that you want to uh, add as the season comes to a close? Well, it's been a great season, not only for us, but for everybody involved in the in the Bet Rivers Network. There's still action going on next week across Europe as well, so it's not over for Europe; uh, it's over for us. But it's been a really good a uh, good year. Uh, lots of fun, lots of laughs, lots of winners. Not so not some bad tips as well as as I mentioned. Uh, Jack wins the wins the uh, the uh, old uh, stylish award hands down. But uh, every time he's gone head to head to me on 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 the when, we, when we've clashed, it's hundred percent. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 